If you talk to many Jews, they would tell you all about mitzvot. You gotta do this, and you have to not do that, and stay away from this and eat that. And everything they say pretty much is about actual manifestation of desires. They talk about actions, deeds, things that you do, but I have yet to meet a Jew that understands the true meaning of sin. See, in order to sin, you don't really have to do anything. You can be sinning right there, laying in your bed at night. You could be sinning sitting on the toilet. <laughs> you don't have to do anything, because sin is not about doing. It's about being, about thinking, about entertaining thoughts. Yeshua really called out the attention to it. He said, well, you've heard it said, do not murder, but I tell you, don't even think it. Don't even plan it. Don't even desire it. Well, you've heard it said, do not commit adultery, but I tell you, if you look at a young woman with lust, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Because we are spirit beings. The physical is merely a simulation it is a metaphor for the spiritual. It is a training wheel for us to teach us how to control ourselves in a much more manageable environment. After all, it is much easier to control the actual words that come out of your mouth than the thoughts that go in your mind. Much easier to put a hand on my mouth and zip it than to stop thinking. Uh, we know that. That's why so many people go into all this Shintoism, Hinduism, Binduism, right? All this meditation, trying to clear their mind, all the clutter. We all get it to some degree. It's, it's all about the mind. See, so that's what my point is, that you can be sinning before breakfast. You don't even have to get up. And it is so crucial for you who actually desire to be holy and righteous to understand. Now, if you're not a follower, if you do not want to be made perfect, if you do not want to be in God's kingdom and live with him and love him and, you know, all that, then don't worry about it. But if you actually are, if you are a God-fearing man, if you wish to participate and partake in the marriage supper of the Lamb and live with Him, rule with Him eternally in His kingdom, then you have to understand this. And really, when you think about it, that is why we have the Holy Spirit. I would not even be conscious of it. I would not understand if not for the Holy Spirit dwelling in me rebuking me, bringing my sins out to my attention so that I can be aware. See, the hardest part is being aware of sin. If you're addicted, you don't even notice that you're doing the thing. You just do it 
subconsciously, habitually. It's only when somebody calls your attention, you go, oh, right, sorry. Well, yes. (laughs) And it's so hard to break habits. It's so hard to quit drinking if you're an alcoholic, quit doing drugs, quit committing sexual, you know what. You get addicted. The flesh wants those things. And how much more is it hard to quit sinning, to quit thinking impure thoughts, sinful thoughts. And here's the definition of sin. Anything that falls short of the glory of God, meaning a perfection of character, a hundred percent good, pure, innocent. Anything just slightly wicked, just slightly liberal, just slightly selfish is sin. If you really want to go based on God's definition. See, the Torah was given 3,500 years ago as the first step. The first instructions manual based on where the people were. But that was not the final intention. That's why Yeshua came. And even Yeshua said, well, you wait, there's more. (laughs) That's why the Holy Spirit came. And that's why Yeshua is coming back for a thousand years to fully get us there. We're not there yet. It is a long way to perfection. And we cannot get there on this earth because, well, we're already so polluted. You can't really purify something that has become unpure unless you have enough pure water to kind of dilute it again with purity to get rid of all the impurity and that's not going to happen in this world only in the messianic kingdom yet we have no excuse if you believe in god if you believe in the messiah the messiah yeshua the son of god the son of man the atoning lamb the sin offering it's all one deity, Adonai. It's his word that came here in human form to redeem us. So if you truly believe in him, then you should desire deeply in your heart to become pure like him so that you might dwell with him. Because we know that nothing impure can enter the city of God. It says so very clearly all over the scripture, God cannot tolerate impurity. Anything impure that comes next to him is utterly destroyed and consumed. We cannot be thinking the things we think. And it's really an eye-opening matter. Like I said, sinning before breakfast. I wake up in the middle of the night, I had a nightmare, a bad dream. I was tormented by spirits and demons it was horrible i woke up and what's the natural reaction you start meditating on these things you start thinking about the dream you just had and and the holy spirit in me kept pushing me don't go there don't dwell on those things don't think about that focus on the father focus on things that are good focus on holiness Focus on the kingdom. Because whatever you focus on is what you become. 
And if I lay there at night, meditate on the horrible nightmare I just had, I'm only doing what the demons wanted to desecrate my mind, to build strongholds of impurity, of wickedness. No, don't think on wicked thoughts. Don't linger on sin. Think of what is holy, what is pure, because as we see, we become. By beholding, we become. You have to meditate on what is good to continually write the Torah on your heart, write God's instructions, God's character, the holiness and purity and goodness of the Father. Anything less of that is sin. Do you understand what I'm telling you? The Torah doesn't tell you that thinking of wicked dreams is sin, and yet the Holy Spirit does, because it is on a higher level of consciousness. It is on a higher level of purpose. The Holy Spirit dwells in the spirit realm, and it guides me on the spirit realm to completely and utterly purify my soul. It goes way deeper than the written word of God. It is the living word of God. Don't even think of those things. Don't watch any movies that have any of these things. Why would you well upon wickedness? Why would you watch things with sexual immorality, swearing, people blaspheming, saying the name of the Lord in vain? Why would you watch those things? Movies with indoctrination, with the evolutionary worldview, with the secular worldview, indoctrinating little children, all these animated Disney movies. Why do you show it to your children? Why do you watch movies like that, Lord of the Rings? We used to like those movies, I'm not gonna lie to you. We used to watch them. I pretty much know the whole movie by heart now because I watched it so many times until one time we started watching and we realized, wait a minute, this is not holy. All this talk about sorcery and wizardy and, and luck. Well, we were lucky, there is no luck. All this glorification of evil, Mordor and sorrow, it's like, it's too much. So we stopped. We don't watch those things anymore because we are continually growing. We're not there yet, but we are growing. We are on the path. And because we are on the path, it is a matter of constant attention, constant consciousness, constant awareness to push daily towards the goal. What did Peter say? you got to have these things in increasing measure, the fruits of the Spirit. And it's an uphill journey. And you know, if you go uphill, uphill is hard. <laughs> downhill, you just roll down the hill. But uphill, you got to put your back into it. <laughs> it's an uphill journey. And when you go uphill, you know that you want to try the light. You don't want to carry all this unnecessary baggage. See, many of us, we are attempting to follow, attempting to walk the walk, but we keep feeding more impurity and more wickedness into our lives. We still hang around wicked people. We still engage in fruitless conversations. We still watch secular, godless films with bad morals and bad language. We still engage in all of these activities. And it's not going to work out for you. Because if the goal is perfection, then there is no room for these things. So you might as well just drop them now. Think about this. If you're going somewhere and you know that these things cannot come with you, then why don't you drop them now and make the journey easier? 
make your baggage and your yoke lighter. Think about it. Cigarettes are not holy. Stop smoking. Alcohol is not holy. Stop drinking. Sex outside of marriage is not holy. Quit masturbating. <laughs> why would you give your pleasure, why would you give your flesh displeasure when it's only giving you harm? It's only ad- keeping you addicted to this sensation and you get even more and more needy and greedy and you want more gratification for your flesh. Stop it. Don't even look at those things. When I'm out and about, I don't even look at women. I have no desire to. If I happen to glimpse at one, I turn away. Yesterday, I was at the grocery store and I was at the checkout line and there was a half-naked prostitute in front of me. So I went back and I waited and, you know, this other woman came with two sons and she, she asked me, is this the line? I said, yes, and go ahead, you know, go ahead in front of me because I don't want to stand behind that thing. <laughs> I don't want to stand there watching some nasty half-naked prostitute at the grocery store line. It's an abomination. Why would I want that in my eyes, in my mind, in my memory? No. I stood there with my back to the line, waited until she was gone, and then I went and paid for my things. You have to be wise. Use wisdom. This is a war, people. We are in a spiritual war. This is not kindergarten. This is not Disneyland. This is serious war. And the war is won or lost in your mind. You have to do it. God's not going to do it for you. He will help you, but you have to do it. You have to choose willingly to commit willingly to give him your heart, your mind, your soul, your, your everything willingly and be serious about it. Because you can't fool God. He knows. He knows your deepest thoughts. The Lord tests the heart. He knows what you're all about. You can't fool him. And if you're not serious about this, Don't think that he's going to deliver you. He will not. He will hand you over to your temptation. And then you're going to think, Oh, look, God blessed me with this thing. No, he didn't. He handed you over to your lust and temptation. That's a punishment, not a blessing. You think it's a blessing because, well, that's where your heart is. See, you think the punishment is a blessing because you're wicked. If you were holy, you wouldn't think like that. Now, you gotta understand. You gotta have wisdom and discernment. Without it, you will not make it. I'm telling you. There's a reason Yeshua said it is a narrow path. <laughs> few people find it, and even fewer walk it. It is a very narrow path. The broad path is the one that leads to death, and many shall walk that one. Oh, yeah, that's the downhill. People roll down that hill. <laughs> narrow path to life. Can you do it? Are you good enough? Do you think you can make the cut? Don't answer me. God knows. You choose. You do. Your life. Hallelujah.
If you need a friend Someone to stay with you till the end You'll never worry what you're down And always be around And when you're feeling weak Like you can't go on He'll take you by the hand He's for me